On this week's episode of the Gar Hole Podcast, we learn that Scott has outgrown his penis. We also discuss our off-season goals. We have a Rushmore and a Would You Rather towards the end. Hope y'all enjoy. So I can, I can fuck up as much as I want. Yeah, pretty much. I can fuck up all the times. No, just the first, the first times. All right. Well, I won't fuck this up. Here is the Scotty Goggles Show featuring Hadley and myself, who is Justin. Glad to be here. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. I'm glad y'all are back for another episode of, like you said, the Scotty Goggles Show. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, this is the Car Hole Podcast, and I am Scott, along with Hadley and Justin. So uh, I was I appreciate you start tuning in. Um, just want to let you know, if you're listening and you made it this far, obviously uh, there's something terribly wrong with you and us as well. But if you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe, download the podcast, listen to us, uh, leave us a review. Um, analytics are a thing in uh, the 21st century, unfortunately. So uh, that gets us a little bit more clout in iTunes world. So appreciate it if you do that. If you don't like the show, I uh, just put, um, oh, let's see what we'll, we'll put this week. Uh, Justin sucks ass in the comment section and give us a five-star review. I think that'll work out just well, and we will know that you do not like what you hear. So um, this week, I think we're finally going to talk about Real Foot. Uh, I think we did a veterans hunt as well. Uh, we're going to do a Mount Rushmore of our favorite comedians. Uh, I think I've got a dog fighting story uh, that we're going to talk about. And uh, I think we're going to hit on some off-season goals uh, that we have uh, for this upcoming summer. So with that being said, let's get to it. How y'all doing, guys? Fantastic. Fantastic. Glad to be here, Scott. Uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely, it. man. Absolutely. I'm just curious. I'm, when are me and Justin going to have our own spinoff? Can I be co-star? <laughs> You'll be the star oh, of your own. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh, that's yeah, a lot of responsibility. Like I can be like Frazier? Yeah, after uh, Cheers? I guess I could. I guess I could. And then I'll just be a guest star on y'all's podcast. That'd be fantastic. Would you do like the first, uh, like seventh or eighth episode or something like that? Yeah, I'd, I'd come in just let give the listeners a familiar voice, let them know everything's gonna be okay, and they can venture down this road because um, I approve. Like it was a clean breakup. It's all right. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. <laughs> oh man, so y'all's week's been pretty good, Dan. Very cold. Very cold. Yeah, I, I think actually that's something we'll probably talk about, especially with what uh, with what happened here in Fort Worth just the other day. I figure we'll get into the weather situation hitting the Central Flyway here before too long. But uh, we're no. Um, where are y'all drinking tonight, fellas? It's Friday Miller. night. Time to party. What you got? It's Miller time. Mm, also Miller time, but I've got the high life. All right. No, what those are girly my... drink are you drinking? Oh, 
well, I, I've got this bomb ass koozie because apparently I'm way too loud when I set my gears down. But of course, guys, it's uh, the Ranch Waters. Um, nothing but. They're very delicious and very smooth. Uh, nothing but the best on the Scotty Goggle Show. Nothing but the best, ladies and gentlemen. And if they want to send me a free case of Ranch Waters, I would be a-okay with it. Um, and then maybe we'll get some up to Chicago for you, too, and Arkansas. Uh, I don't know. Spicy alcoholic drinks just don't sound good unless they're called a Bloody Mary. Yeah, they're, they're fairly close. Fairly close. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Uh... Oh. <laughs> You're still not sold, huh? That is seltzer guy. I've tried a couple of them, and uh, yeah. you ever drink Lacroix sodas? Yeah, mm. every once in yeah. a while. Yeah, they're more of a letdown than that. You're <laughs> 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 not drinking the right ones. I don't know, man. I've had White Claws and Trulies, and that's it. And I, I was uh, very depressed. I don't like any of those, but ranch water's pretty good, I will say. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but I'm not only... a fan of White Claws and, and those. So, But yeah, ranch water, I think you need to give it a try. They taste like when you try to get like a fountain drink, and all you get is a carbonated water, and you don't get the syrup from the pop. Oh, yeah. Really upset with yourself, and you throw it away before even trying to drink it. They just taste like disappointment to me. Straight up disappointment. Yeah. Like, yeah. like when you're playing Little League and you strike out to the kid who's throwing the ball the slowest, but it's because you suck, not because anything else, really, just because you suck. Is that a personal metaphor? Bring back childhood memories? A few. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I'm not athletic. That's why I'm a waterfowl hunter. I'm just uh, fat. <laughs> yeah, what was it? I was telling my buddies the other day. Speaking of being fat, I'm a little overweight, but uh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. I'll talk about. It. But I, I told my buddy I was like, I got to start losing weight because I've my body's outgrown my dick size. Got an any now? <laughs> no. No. Not that bad. Not that bad, but it's like, fuck. So, it's hard to see the toes sometimes. I've just outgrown my dick, so i got to lose some weight. <laughs> now, now that we've talked about my personal, uh, personal life, uh, how is this veteran hunt that you went on? Uh, well, it was good for him. Uh, we didn't have a whole lot of action, but, uh, we'd hunted this one spot that's, uh, known as, well, it's a beaver dam. It's, uh, all flooded hardwood timber that, uh, gets flooded because of, uh, a creek that's dammed up. We seen a lot of mallards, but they went to the, pretty much the only other hole that's there. So that was about typical. We had three wood ducks come in when I was working a mallard and, uh, we didn't see him in time. They just buzzed the decoys. And then a little bit later, he got to kill his first wood duck. And it was a, a wood duck hen. Stony baloney her. 
And then uh, he wanted to ride around on the refuge after the hunt because, you know, he'd never been down there before, even though he lived like 30 minutes from there his whole life. And uh, I bumped him up and down some of the roads when he was going on the way out, and there's this slough that's right 20 yards off the road. It's about uh, three-quarters of this slough you can see from the road. And this bitch is covered in ducks. I mean, covered. And I never see that down there on that refuge at all. It's mainly a wood duck gadwall place. But anyway, we come in the back back part where you can actually hunt. You got to be like 150 yards off the road. 150 feet, my bad. And uh, we got back good in there. We was probably 300 yards from any road. And we bumped up probably 100 mallards, wood ducks, teal, and gadwall. And I mean there was probably more feathers on the water than there was duckweed. I have no idea how long they was using it, but we hung out there till legal shooting time was up at 12 and got out of there. We had a few wood ducks trickling back, but nothing wanted to get it right on top of us. But Hey, he enjoyed it. I took him on his first duck hunt in January and he's head over heels with duck hunting. Now that's all he wants to spend his money on. So he'll be broke forever. Yeah, pretty much. And he's got he's got a ten year old daughter and a four year old son right now, five year old son. So their their futures are also looking pretty broke because they're gonna start doing it and it's just a downward spiral. Yeah. No, she's like I think she's twelve or thirteen. I had perfect time to get into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's wanting to take his son on a youth hunt when he's like eight or nine. Awesome. Is what he was telling me. Awesome. But no, he's he's already raring to go. He's wanting to go on a snow goose hunt uh, this conservation season, but he's decided he can't because you know his wife hit a deer with a car, like right before he's about to book one. He's like, "Nah, I don't need to go now. Uh, money's gonna get tight for a while." I mean, you really need a car. Yeah, I mean, he's already planning to go on like two or three guided trips during normal duck season with a couple of his buddies i think two of them are like from the marine corps and then one of them's wanted him to go hunt forever but he decided to go with me because i bullied him into it but uh i i can see him buying a lot like he was already telling me he was wanting to buy a new over and under shotgun and i was like just stick with that japanese browning for a while and he bought him some Drake uh, buckshot neoprene waders. And he wore my buddy's uh, breathable waders the first time we went on a duck hunt. And we got drawn for the Debbie Rice program here in Arkansas. And uh, he's, when he got off in that water, he's like, dang, these get pretty tight. I wasn't expecting that or nothing. Then he got neoprenes and had no idea until he stepped off about waist deep. And he goes, oh, my God. Neoprenes are the best. I love them. I will not go back. I, I love neoprenes. Do you do a lot of walking though? Uh, no, he hunts on private land. They no, drive man. into their spread. No, 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 no. Yes. No, no. I think we only got to drive out a total of three times or four times this year. It was so wet up here and not like a good, nice, flooded wet where I had sheet water. It was because all the fields were chiseled plow, so it was mud. You're walking in. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of walk-ins. Pretty horrible. I've got a few sloughs that I hunt on public that it's like, 
over seven tenths of a mile one way, and neoprene's the worst thing in the world doing that. Worst thing in the world. I've I've rubbed a hole in the crotch and like two neoprene waders just from walking. Mm. I do that with breathables too, but the, these Drake zips I've got, they've held so far. Holy fuck, that's got to be a sight to see. Oh, it's your tires I, rubbing together, making a little fucking fire. Apparently, hey, I guess that's what happens. I guess, or getting the seam stretched out, just walking that much. But I get holes in boots, going through briars and everything else. Welcome to Southwest Arkansas. Well, the joys yeah. of public hunting. <clears throat> yeah. I, hey, take, I take my fields. <laughs> the only thing that makes me keep going back to public land, besides you know not having the best private uh, duck spots, is you know when you shit on them in public. That's when you're really doing something. It makes you want to go back for more. No. No. Yep. Yep. Not at all. Really? No. You don't get that? No. Not when no. you limit out or get damn near close and you're like, yeah, this is why. Oh, uh, I must have zoned out because I heard you say the reason I go back to public hunting is when I shit on my waders. So no, 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 no. Uh, when you shit on them, like as in the birds. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. If you find a killer hole and you got to walk a mile and a half or so one way, I mean, it is what it is. But if you can kill, you know, limited ducks, um, you know, most of the time it's worth it. I mean, I feel like it's just different if you can have a barn burner on public than having a barn burner on private. Yeah, there's. Yeah, it's it feels a little different for sure. It does. And, so, holy cow. But speaking of public, I guess now is as good a time as any to uh, dive into real foot. I'll let y'all take control. Yeah, that, uh, um, that was a situation out, out there. So, uh, for, those of, for those of y'all listening who haven't heard, I'm sure everybody has by now what it's been. Oh, I guess about a month now, but a couple of boys were hunting in a blind. A uh, guy comes over, uh, an altercation of some sort happens, and two of those boys end up dead. Um, the third guy in the blind ends up knocking the accused um, out of his boat into the water. Uh, he ends up taking his buddies back. They end up finding the older gentleman. Um, Three or four days later, uh, they're doing an autopsy now. But, uh, yeah, that's fucking scary. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like while you're out hunting, you don't want to think about that. No. And, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know how it is everywhere else. But I know Real Foot has its you know, unwritten rules and everything, and, you know, down here does too, and, you know, there's, you know, arguments, altercations, uh, you know, stuff's handled at the boat ramp, uh, you know, cops have been called on people before, you know, game war and stuff like that, and, you know, it all stems from just, you know, courtesy, and, you know, it's one of the things I think um, we've kind of done it to ourselves, but I think 
public land duck hunters have gotten away from it. And uh, but one thing that, at least in my mind, has never even crossed my mind um, is not coming home. You know, you may get into a fist fight, you may go to jail, uh, you may uh, get the shit knocked out of you, but you don't have to worry about getting dead. And you know, unfortunately, um, we've gotten to the point now where um, it's happened, and uh, I I don't know anything worth dying over, and a fucking two pound duck sure ain't it. So no, no. What do you think, Mister Hadley? I know you hunt a lot of public land. No, What's your I mean take on. On the situation without, you know, going into all these conspiracy theories that have been floating around on the Internet, but, you know, just about what we know is the facts and then just kind of a vibe, you know, when you're hunting public land. Is that something you all see? You know, is it that is it that out of hand or, you know, is it more courtesy um, up there? You know, I... I guess I've been pretty lucky. I've never really had bad experiences on public land. You know, I've had the occasional guy get too close or something and, you know, stuff like that. But I've never actually had a run in or an argument with anybody because I'm not, I kind of just let stuff slide when it comes to stuff like that. But, you know, like you said, I never, I would never think that, you know, it might be a good idea for me to keep my Glock in my blind bag when I go. Well, no, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, the sad thing is, I mean, it sucks. It's not bad for all the parties involved. Uh, but it's one of those things where uh, I'm not surprised. You know, you, you see so, it, you hear so much about uh, altercations, violence. Uh, in one way, shape, or form, it doesn't have to be a fist fight, but you know, pulling somebody's boat plug, uh, putting rocks in valve stems, breaking into people's car at the boat launch, you know, just because people are screwing your hunt. Um, you know, unfortunately, it you mix guns and uh, you know, bravado and coffee and being up early in the morning. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really not surprised. Um, Ooh, excuse me. But it's also kind of one of those things where I feel like the public land hunters put themselves in this position. Um, and who knows, hopefully this will be able to learn from this and realize it's not fucking worth it. You know? Yeah. I mean, Justin ain't got much say because you know, yeah, you private peasants. all the way. Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you have. Okay, so if you don't do a lot of public land hunting, um, I know you're fishing public land. I am fishing public land, and I've had altercations and you know yelling "fuck yous" at other boats and. It's gone as far as putting three-ounce sinkers on lines and whip them at each other, and those hurt. Mm, that sounds like a fun Friday night. Yeah. You know, you take out someone's $1,000 electronic unit on their boat or blow through their windshield on their boat, it gets heated. Yeah. Well, it, 
And, you know, the funny thing about it is, uh, at least the way I view it is, not all the states, you know, there's no federal law that says we have a right to hunt. You know, some of the states have laws written in, but not everybody does. And it's one of those things where, you know, you see how efficient government is. They're going to get to a point potentially where they just say, fuck it, I'm not going to deal with this. And they're just going to start restricting us more and more and more, um, you know, to where you're doing daily trawls to go hunt. And, you know, you're not going to be able to get a blind for a season. You're not going to be able to do this because we just, we can't be civil anymore. You know, how many times do you see on the forum, you know, the forums are a great example of somebody getting their ass whipped at a boat ramp or somebody, um, you know, internet scouting or, you know, hey, I'm new to a state and somebody help me out. And, you know, you'll get a two, three hundred post thread about, Fuck you, go back to California, put in your own work, waste your gas money, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, it's just, we're a dying breed. You know what? Maybe, I think their last uh, duck stamp numbers were right at about a million. You take away the old folks who want to go chase birds on uh, uh, National Wildlife Refuges. So maybe there's 900,000 duck hunters. But yet, when we get into the woods, we act like we're all at war with each other. You know, eventually, if we keep this up, you know, there's not going to be anything left except to hunt private. Um, and I'm really curious how this how this plays out, not only this case, but what Tennessee does and potentially what other states around the area that have certain situations like that do as well. Because I think... The only thing it's doing is hurting us and giving us an even worse reputation. I'm waiting to see if um, the the one survivor gives any more details. I'd be curious, curious to what he says. He's like, how how did the old man die? It's I don't know. It's just all weird. It's just no answers. No one's you know. No, and, and yeah, going back to the actual events. I mean, yes, there are. There are a lot of questions, and and I think a lot of people make potentially valid questions, but to me it seems like there's just a lot of a lot of information that they haven't released. You know, the TBI hasn't released uh, that could really solidify everything that they've said. You know, or it could potentially be damning to you know what they've released as well. But I think until those things get released and explained to the public. I think, you know, just like you've seen this last three or four weeks, you know, stories are going to run wild. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm really intrigued, and I think this is probably one of the first murder, murder cases that I've ever been curious enough to kind of follow from start to finish. I want to see where this goes because – it could be very, there could be a lot more to it than what they've released. That's, I'm just speculating, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. But, who knows? I mean, we could know in a few weeks, could know in yeah. a few months. Well, I think within the next, I know they found the old man's body. I know they're doing an autopsy. So, 
I'll be curious how that comes back. And then, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be there's the truth that will be told and then the absolute truth. And who knows, who knows exactly what that is, you know, and if it's one and the same or if it's different or, but, I mean, the only downside is there's only one person to walk away from this. And so there's a, uh, one story. Yeah. You know, but, but no, hope. But out of all of it, hopefully, public land hunters, myself included, will pull their head out of their ass and start realizing, you know, this is an opportunity and a gift, not a given. And uh, maybe they'll they'll be a little bit. Uh, more uh, courteous uh, the next time they're in the field because I know I know everyone at least that I've met likes to think of it as their birds my spot um, stuff like that and it's it's not like that you know it's it's a gift not a right yeah mm, yeah especially with public land because I mean the you know like you said the government owns it. Yeah. We fund it. They own it. They could take it away from us overnight if they really wanted to. Yeah. I they proved they did at the beginning of the year, beginning of last year, anyway. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And I mean, like going to that, like look at what they did in Missouri this year. You know, yeah. where they did everything. They went to everything online. So I mean, they're still giving you an avenue to hunt, but at the same time. If you're limited or you can't drive or now there's a thousand people, you know, putting in to hunt on this one refuge, um, you know, your your odds of being able to hunt and being successful just go way down. And, uh, you know, that's, that's something that could happen everywhere, you know, and I don't think we think about the long-term play here, but, I mean, they already have a draw system in Missouri. They have a draw system in California that I know of. And it's like, what happens when they all go online? What happens when they restrict that even further? You know, it, you know, even Arkansas, you know, restricting people to four o'clock in the morning, I think only made the boat races worse. You know, yeah, it would suck if you go to a hole at 10 o'clock the night before and somebody's already there. That kind of sucks. But you probably didn't have 300 boats running a channel, you know, trying to get to the same spot at four o'clock. At least you got to stagger them in. Um, but, you know, yeah, at the end of the day, it's all a gift. You know, the state owns that land, the feds own that land, and they get to dictate what we can do as hunters. And I know for me, I don't have 12 grand a year put on a lease. You know, I'm no, not absolutely that lucky. not. You know, so. I don't have 1200 a year to put on a lease. Well. Scott, are you weird like me? When I hunt, When I hunt public and stuff, you know, I pick up my shells, I pick up other people's trash they leave and everything, and I take it and throw it away. Like, yeah, I'll find shell boxes, down. monster cans, all that. I pick all that stuff up. If you got to, man. You got to, because, I mean, it's, 
you know, it, wherever you're at, that's, that's your state, that's your land, you know, in a sense. And, you know, just the whole concept to leave it better than you found it, you know, yeah. that's, that's not only on the free land that, you know, when you're freelancing and you knock on a door, you know, and you get to hunt a property, obviously you want to leave it in good condition for the next guy. You don't want to ruin that farmer to hunting uh, because you and your buddies want to leave your shells, you know, your beer can shit like that. And the same with public land. You know, I know um, one of the places we hunt, they talk about, you know, how much time they actually take during the season just to clean up the trash, like the refuge people. And they're like, we're sick and tired of it. And, you know, at a budget meeting with, you know, 10 people and they look at, holy shit, we're spending, you know, 7% of our overtime on picking up trash because of duck hunters. Um, you know, if you get guys in there that are making decisions, you know, that don't duck hunt, uh, that are looking at, you know, numbers, and they go, fuck it, we'll just stop duck hunting. Yeah. You know, we'll save that overtime money. You know, so, you know, like I said, I, I've always believed that, you know, you leave it better than you found it. Um, you know, you take what you can and go from there. Yeah, when when I was 17, I did the uh, YCC with the uh, local refuge. It's a uh, youth conservation corps. And half of our job was picking up trash on the refuge yep picking up trash weed eating and painting boundary lines in that order and uh painting gates scraping and painting gates cleaning everything up but no the big majority was picking up trash on walking trails off the main roads off the blacktop highway all that stuff yeah you know, and it's one of those things where you're not going to be able to get 100%. You know, if you shoot a box no. of shells and you pick up 23 holes, you're doing good, you know. And so I don't think people are expecting you to leave it spotless, but, you know, because you're going to lose some. They're going to fall in the water, sink, you know, what have you. But, you know, it's just if you do it and then that next group of hunters does it, because they see, well, these guys didn't care, so why should we care? And then it just keeps growing and growing. And I mean, it's kind of like the whole landfill thing. Like we can't build them fast enough, you know. And they're always there's always trash. And oh, yeah. so, if, you know, if we can if we can try to prevent that on the places where we hunt, you know, it just paints us in a better light. You know, and I think with there being so little of us nowadays, I don't think that's a bad thing. I do the same thing when we're fishing. Um, some of the lakes we go on, uh, they have more pleasure boaters, jet skiers, pontooners. Oh. You know, those guys are those those assholes with the wake setter boats. Those guys leave so yep. much trash in the water and they don't care. Do it every single day. They don't care. Sinking their beer cans or water bottles or whatnot. We fill the boat up with trash every time we go out. Yeah, because, I mean, at least the way I think it is, at least in the lakes in Texas, probably the last thing they're going to cut is recreation. They're not going to stop you from wakeboarding, but 
what do people not like in this country? Well, they don't like guns. Well, we need guns to hunt, and if they can pin it on us, I mean, that's an easy thing to do right there. Say, well, we're just not going to allow duck hunting anymore. <clears throat> and we may not be the problem, but at the same time, uh, I think, especially on public lakes, we can easily be, you know, a scapegoat in that regard. Absolutely. It depends so much on, on sportsmen in general. Yep. Yep. They, there's there's boat launches here that pin us on ruining boat launches because we tend to power our, our boats onto our trailers because it's just easier. For like a boat like mine, I get it centered up and then I throttle it all the way up and I hook it up. I don't crank it or nothing. And they pin that on us ruining boat launches. Yeah. I mean, so what, they're saying you wash them out? Yeah, which is, is not possible. No. Oh. I mean, no, if you come in hot and you, if you come in with enough throttle to take it all the way to uh, your cord, I mean, that, that's not washing out a boat ramp. Now, if you get up there, you anchor it up, and then you throttle down, absolutely, but I don't see too many people doing that. I mean, I've done it in situations where the wind's horrible or especially on a couple lakes where Again, those assholes and awake setters will sit there and wake the boat launch all day. You know, I'll yeah. throttle, leave my throttle on to hold me there, but yeah, uh, I don't know. They blame us for that. They blame us for the trash in the lake, which I don't know about you guys, but at 5 a.m. when I'm fishing, I'm not drinking, so I'm not sinking beer cans out there at 5 a.m. I think that's the best time to start drinking. Uh, I can't do it at 5 a.m. I can't, you know, you know what? This, this is going to shock everybody listening. I don't drink when I fish at all, ever. Oh, well, I hate to burst your bubble, but there's probably four people who have made it this far. All but four that is I ever drink while fished. I don't care to drink while fishing. Me either. Too serious. Too serious when I'm fishing. Not sitting there relaxing. It's it's out there for blood, man. If I'm hot, I don't like drinking beer. That too. Y'all are too serious in mind. Like if I get on a boat, all I want to do is drink. If you came fishing with me, you'd be so busy reeling in fish, you wouldn't have time to drink. <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to that. All and right. that's what a camel back is for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's ways to get around that, but uh, okay. you know what? Well, you know what? All right, I drink on the ice. I'll give you that. On the ice. Oh yeah. my... Speaking of that, so we'll we'll kind of transition here. So um, ice fishing. Do y'all? So I saw. So I don't know where I saw it, but they talk about ice gigging for like walleye and pike and stuff like that. Do y'all do that? Uh, I, I don't have a setup to do that. And, uh, in Illinois, I don't even think it's legal. Uh, as far as right. I know, there's spearing season. I know in Wisconsin, you can spear pike and sturgeon, but I don't have the equipment to, you need a, like you need a small, special shanty to do that. How small are the sturgeon up there? They get them 50, 60 inches. <clears throat> 
Oh, that's got to take a man to pull out of the water. Yeah, they're big. They're definitely big. Apparently, Justin's a man. Uh, I don't know about that. He said he doesn't spearfish. No, I don't. I don't have the chainsaw set up to do it. I don't have the shanty to do it. Uh, it it's uh, thousands of dollars of equipment that I don't have. Dude, just tell your missus to weld something together. No, you don't understand, man. You don't understand. It's a lot more than that. Uh, I, I'll be the first one to tell you I don't understand. All I know <laughs> is you you cut a hole, you have a gig, and you killed the fish. That's it. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, pike spearing I could probably do if I get the chainsaw and I get a spear. Um, yeah. But... But the sturgeon spearing, I for that I really don't know anything about sturgeon fishing. I I've never fished in water that's had sturgeon. Yeah. I mean, the near no. nearest place I know of that has sturgeon by me is about three and a half hours away. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, on a like a on like a day trip, I think about going there. But there's their sturgeon season is right when I'm usually striper fishing. So I miss mm. it. I got you. I know how to frog gig, and that's about it when it comes to gigging. Okay. In high school, some buddies and I are bored. We actually made our own spears, and we're spearing frogs in a pond. Oh, it's good times. Take a piece of pipe and just sharpen it until you can stab with it. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you what, I'll... I got a story about uh, gigging one day in Louisiana, but uh, unfortunately, because of the situation, I'll have to tell you all that story off air, but uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> Sounds um, good. Sounds good. It, it, yeah. We, we, we did a lot of stuff that night. That was pretty fun. So, um, so with the snow and the ice fishing, what's the weather like down there, or I guess up there where y'all are at? Uh because I think everybody in the fucking world knows that uh, at least uh, Texans do not know how to drive in the snow after uh, uh, what happened yesterday. I, I can honestly say I thought our people up here were bad at driving in the snow. Like, if it snows here on the way to work, I'll probably see anywhere from five to ten wrecked cars in a ditch. Uh, and it's usually the same elderly woman, elderly man, or young kid who has no idea what they just did. Yeah. Uh, but but that pileup was unbelievable. I've never seen I've seen videos of bad pileups and that was it looked terrifying. Yeah. No. No, I started uh we uh I started seeing a couple of videos and a couple of guys that I'm friends with Facebook on posted some stuff from their phones and it was it was heartbreaking, man. I've my, I've, I've gone through life 35 years and not really been too worried about much, but I was just thinking, that's tragic. That's very tragic. I, I mean, hell, I don't even know if Hadley was born yet, but that kind of brings me back to uh, uh, 9-11, you know, 2001. Like, it, it was scary. Okay, uh, Scott, quick math. I'm 22. It's 2021. 
I'll be 23 in August. All right, so 99, you were born. 98. Nah, close enough. Carried the two, right? True. <laughs> but, I mean, fuck. Like, I re- like, I'm sure Justin does as well. Like, I remember where I was, you know, when I saw that. And same yeah, thing with the full stuff. Hey, Scott. I was in yeah. first grade at best. Might have even still been in kindergarten. Wait, hold on. I was right, should have been first grade. All right, so we're going to time this out here. Um, and we're going to get back to this snow we get and stuff and the weather. Uh, hold the fuck on. So I knew Hadley was young. How old are you? I thought you were like 28, 29. 26. Holy fuck, dude. I, I, I think he said that last episode. I have, well, last episode, I got drunk. So. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> it it oh, may have been fuck. pre or post production. All right. So no, I have officially I, become an old man. You guys, you guys get freezing rain down there and you get a pile up like that. We get it up here. We slow down 10 miles an hour. Oh, and, and so not making light of anything that happened, but. That's always been the case. So I've got to spend a couple of winters up in Tennessee, um, uh, Northern California, um, uh, Oregon, uh, Klamath Valley in the winter. So I'm not saying I'm a pro and I've done this my whole life, but you know, I've, I've had to deal with it as an adult. And you know that when there's snow, when it's below 32, you slow down, you know. Uh, you put it in all-wheel drive, four-wheel high if you need to, um, and you just keep it straight and handle your business. Um, but from some of those down here, um, you know, even on Thursday when I was driving around as that was happening, uh, I had cars passing me on the freeway going 75 miles an hour. No. And it's like, you, oh, you can't do anything with that, you know? And it's like, you can't get far enough away from those people, you know? And, like, looking at some of those videos, it looks like that, that truck, semi, one of those... That semi was doing 70 when he oh, slammed yeah. into the back of the car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and, so it, it is not good. And, actually, it's kind of funny because uh, TxDOT, they, uh, they deal with all the roads. Um uh, but they've already started an investigation uh, because that's a toll road. And uh, all our toll roads are managed by a, I want to say a company that uh, at the end of the day is based out of China. And they're saying that they didn't do their job of salting the roads. And that's what led to this. But it, uh, it was gnarly, man. It was absolutely gnarly. I, I drive that road probably three times a week. You know, luckily I I wasn't there, so that's always nice. But yeah, watching those videos, it it oh man, it hurt. It, it just I it just from watching and driving every winter. Obviously, I'm you know we get around a hundred inches of snow every winter. I mean, we've had a couple of winters that were exceptional where we got more than that, but. Uh, you guys just—it's just straight up just driving too fast. 
Yeah. I mean, oh, I mean, and the funny thing today was uh, today we had like two accidents, and those were like people that just spun by themselves. And it's like it, and maybe it's maybe this is true, maybe it's not, but it feels like that it took yesterday, or yeah, yet what happened yesterday for people to realize holy shit, I can't drive that fast. You know, you know what? And, and we realize that up here, it don't matter four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, in the snow, every, everything sucks. You can't yeah. stop regardless. No. And no, you I, can't. I see out-of-state plates, and I, I they pass me, and I'm doing 30 miles an hour on my four-wheel drive because the roads are no. covered in snow. But the difference between me and them is they're in a ditch, and I go past them. No, 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 and, and man, that's that's the thing. Once you're there, once you get into that ditch, yeah, it's going to take a miracle to get you out. You know, you're going to be sitting there. For, yeah. The see on on a side of the road, you might get a good Samaritan on highway. You're waiting four to five hours till a tow truck comes and gets you, and you're hoping your car stays running for that four to five hours because you will be sitting there. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just the nature of what it is up here. Uh, yeah. That that Sunday a couple weeks ago, I sent you guys videos of me driving to work at one in the morning. It's five inches of snow on the road, and I had people still passing me. And you know what? They wound up in a ditch. I did thirty, thirty for two and a half hours to go fifty miles. Yep. No, that that to me that's the crazy thing is I I think that that might be the biggest thing is we don't understand the time concept of well you just said fifty miles. That's your daily commute. You probably do that in an hour, let's just say. Well with five inches of snow days an hour. Yeah. With five inches of snow, you know that's gonna take you two and a half hours and you plan accordingly. Well we think an inch of ice isn't a big deal and it's like that hour commute is going to take us an hour and 10 and well to meet that you still got to go 65 miles an hour and all of a sudden you hit a patch of ice and it's bad we get get an inch ice here i guarantee i'm not going to work because it's even our state we put an inch we put an inch of salt down for every inch of snow and i know if we're getting ice the roads are still gonna be bad yeah. yeah. I'd rather have this on the ice. What about you, Hadley? Is it that bad in Fayetteville, or do y'all actually know how to drive? Uh, you know, I've not seen any wrecks being on the road, and it's pretty icy and snowy the last few days, but I've not seen a, a single wreck. And we, Me and my roommate drove all over town the other day because we were going to go to Academy. I was going to buy sweatpants, and he was going, I, fuck, I don't know what for. And uh, we got there, and Academy was closed, so we drove the interstate all the way back, and I'd never seen a single wreck or anything. I was going 50, and nobody passed me. Everybody else was going about 40. In a 65, I was going about 50. Yeah. But no. Do you guys get snow every year there in Arkansas, or are you south enough to work? It depends. Like, we get a little, like, last two years I've been going to school here, we've gotten snow a few times throughout the January, February. February is usually the coldest in Arkansas. It sure feels that way. 
Yeah. Uh, it's how we've been the last few years. Have been February's been that. February. Now, like, so go ahead, Justin. Like tomorrow's high is ten. Like a real feel, like negative five. Yeah. My Sunday is a high of two with a real feel of negative 20. Ooh. Oh, it's going to be rough. And then Monday is no better. Um, Our Sunday is a high of uh, nine with a low of zero with a 50% chance of snow. And then Monday is a high of nine with a low of negative six with a 40% chance of snow. But then by next Sunday, it'll be a high of 46 and a low of 32. Yeah, it's saying warm up here too. I'm going ice fishing. Lowest it gets after that, it'll be Thursday 28 with a low of nine. The lows pretty much warm back up after the negative six one one day. And damn, I got to go to campus Monday too. Dude, if, I'll be working outside Monday. Man, piss on all that, gentlemen. I will I say hate- this. I don't know. I don't know how y'all's cold is but I know how South Dakota's cold is. I duck hunted with what I wear down here, and it was, the lowest it got was like negative one, and then the highest when we were out there hunting was like six degrees. And I get colder down here at 15 than I did up there, just because it's that dry cold up there. Down here, it's that wet, humid cold. You can feel it in your lungs. It goes right through the bone. You go outside right now and take a deep breath, and you will get zero air in your lungs, and it will hurt for about five minutes. Okay, that's pretty much how here is then. Yeah, that's what we got. But I got Lake Michigan changes our climate so much. Even as far away as it as I am, like I'm probably uh, an hour from lakefront. It changes our climate here. I think you all. Both of y'all are on to something. I think I would much rather be, like you said, South Dakota, North Dakota, Canada, uh, zero negative temps than I would down on the coast when it's 28 degrees. It's absolutely bone crushing. Like, you know, have y'all ever been skiing, snowboarding, anything like that in the mountains? Negative. No. Well, back, uh, back in high school, uh, when 9-11 happened, when y'all were apparently wearing fucking pampers, I was in yeah. pull-ups by then. Yeah. But I went with the guy, and I remember seeing uh, we were up there, and it was hot. Like, I was like, fuck. So I, I, I stripped down to, you know, just like a little pullover or something. And I guess we came down the mountain uh, to um, – where the ski lifts are and, you know, the, the uh, burger joint is, what have you. Um, and it said it was 17 degrees. And we had about 15-mile-an-hour wind. And I was like, holy hell. You know, and, and I'm out here in thermal, uh, you know, just very basic uh, base layer. And, but, yeah, down here on the coast, 27, 28 degrees, 10-mile-an-hour wind. Uh, I'd rather just pack it up slip my wrist, die out in the marsh, then, yeah, it, it's miserable. Absolutely miserable. All right. So if it's, say it's 20 degrees out, no wind, the handles on my ice auger are made of steel. 
My auger steel. Old gas jiffy ice auger cuts a 10 inch hole in the ice. Um, 10 degrees out, I'll have a pair of bibs on uh, by Drake, quarter ship, Zerpa, Sherpa with a hoodie under it. No gloves, baseball hat, and I'll be out there like that all day. I'll stick my, my hands in the water to get the ice out of the hole, grab fish even, and it won't bother me. Drop 10 more degrees, and it's crippling. Yep, that, that, that's about how it is. So, but it's crazy how different colds affect differently. You know, you can be at 10 to 15 degrees in a dry climate and no big deal. And you can be at damn near freezing, 28, 29 degrees in one area, and it's the worst cold you've ever felt. Yeah, I've had I've had sixty degree days in like the spring and summer. I put hoodies on because I was cold. It depended on on what the humidity was in the air. Yeah, the wind. Yeah, yeah, when the wind is a big one. I am not wind tolerant. We get days out here again, being close to like Michigan and kind of uh, how the jet stream goes across the country. We get yeah. a lot of forty and fifty mile an hour wind days. And man, oh, man, well, it doesn't help too. everything out out in Illinois. Like if you come, if you go to a general part of rural Illinois, it's relatively leveled because of farming. Everything's agriculture out here. So th- there's nothing blocking you from the wind. You get a, you get a day. It's going to have 40 mile an hour gusts. You're going to feel that 40 miles an hour and then some, yeah. and it'd just be absolutely brutal. But then you go, you know, like where I work, and there's so many buildings, there'd be no wind. You just won't feel it. What uh, wind temp- uh, wind speed do y'all get for a uh, lake wind advisory? 40 miles an hour is going to give us four-foot waves. So, I, think, I think we get an alert if it's 20 miles an hour as a lake wind 20, advisory. Really? 20 miles an hour, I'm still taking the boat out. I think so. I may be wrong. I mean, people still fishing and everything, but it's just giving you that warning. Oh. Uh, but, but I, you know, it would depend on the lake, though. Yeah, but I, I can count on my hand probably five or six times this, I guess, duck season that the wind got over 15 miles an hour in the entire state, from what I've seen. Oh, my God. We had so many days over 40 miles an hour. It was horrible. We average where I go to school. I think the average is about ten to fourteen. But back home, a good wind for duck hunting is like five or six miles an hour. So we like, fish, like all right. You get a little bit of wind here. Obviously, the birds are gonna work a little better. But uh. This year, it seemed like we either had no wind, like nothing at all, or it's 40 miles an hour. No in between. Just killed us on both fronts. Either couldn't land or they wouldn't land. That's just how it was for us. Scotty don't have those problems with the the giant storks. No. 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 They're coming no matter what. Kill storks. Yes. Well, again, we're mostly, that was mostly, we have mostly hunted Canada's this year. I think I duck hunted maybe. Uh, four or five times. 
Well, I think we need to uh, move on to uh, Scotty's story. He's supposed to be telling us. And then we've got a few more. So we'll finish about our normal time. About one twenty ish one thirty ish Well, it's, it's not near as good as probably I told it the other day. Um, but so I've got this mutt. We bought her at a bar uh, or a brewery. And uh, I think she was two years old at the time when we bought her. And she's always been, uh, I, I guess you could say aggressive, but not aggressive. So, like, a leaf could blow and she'll go to the door and start barking, right? Um, so, this past weekend, we had uh, some friends over. And she goes to the door. She starts barking. And... This little motherfucker, I turn my back, and apparently she nicked somebody. And so I'm like, holy shit, did that just happen? Grab the dog, beat the shit out of her, and I throw her in the kennel. You know, just like I think any respectful dog owner would do. Um, come to find out, apparently the word is, so this was on a Saturday. On Monday, I was told that apparently my dog actually bit that person. And this person's a family friend, so it's, you know, it, it's a big deal, but it's not a big deal in, in some regards, you know. Um, so this whole week, you know, obviously you've been having that conversation of killing her. Um, God damn it. Justin, can you edit this out? Hadley does edit. Yeah, Hadley, just edit this motherfucker out this whole thing, because this story ain't that good, because now that I put a shock collar on her, this son of a bitch hasn't done a fucking thing. Like, she, like <laughs> I think it's a pretty so, good story now. No. I thought you about to say you fucking fried her ass. <laughs> no, no. no. I, th- I think we got to leave shock- this in. Listen to this bullshit. So, we get the fucking shock collar, I put it on her, and so, this dog's been ruling, uh, barks at everything, well now, she doesn't bark at fucking anything. And then, normally when I take her out the back door, she'll go up to the door, she'll put her nose into it, and, like, as soon as I, she hears the door handle turn, she'll, like, jump like uh, uh, fucking the Lone Ranger's horse and fucking barrel out the door. Well, this whole week since the collar's been on her, I go, sit, stay. Both dogs do it. I open the door. I let one go. And then I released the other. And, like, nothing. And I'm just like, so you're telling me if I just keep a collar on you all the time, you're not a piece of shit. And so it's really been anticlimactic. Like, there's been no training. There's been no nothing. I put the collar on her, and she's like, oh, shit, I might get shocked. Okay, Uh, I'll do whatever the fuck you tell me to. And it honestly, it's really kind of pissed me off. Because when you told the story to us earlier, you was like, I can't wait for her to fuck up so I can fry her. Yeah, that's right, people. Scotty's a dog torturer. It's not Scotty's show anymore. No, 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 no. I I just want to put You just got canceled. (laughs) I I, I want to make this clear, and you don't have to agree with me, but I've, I've always been of the opinion that if... Your dog bites somebody, you need to take care of it. And oh, agreed. Yeah. Whether that is you beat the fuck out of it, you get it trained, or you put it down. 
Um, but you don't pass the problem on to somebody else. And so, no. um, you know, we actually had, there was a couple of days where, you know, I, I didn't want to do it, but you know, that thought was going through my head and that, that was tough. And yes, I was excited because I spent $214 on a fucking shot collar from Dogtra, which is actually pretty fucking badass. But as soon as I put that thing on her, she starts listening again. And I'm just like, motherfucker. Right. I've got the perfect plan for this, and I am keeping this in because I laughed, and that's the most important part when it comes to me editing. Um, <laughs> so what I think we need to do is if we can average out a 1,000 plays per episode by the end of the fall, Scotty's going to post a video of him getting shocked with that shock collar is what I heard. He's going to put that bitch on and crank it up the highest he can. I heard the exact same thing. I may have just heard it in my mind, but I'm pretty sure that's where we're going. No, no, no. Uh, he said it. Okay. I tell you, I, um, <laughs> um, hey, it's a pretty safe bet. Five people listen to this thing. Yeah, no, and I'm just... three of them are us. It, no, that, that's fucking true. Um, <laughs> I, I'll think about it. I'm, I'm leaning towards I'd probably do it if we could add, average a thousand plays. Perhaps. Hey, Perhaps. Scott, but, Scott, you ever been yeah. you ever been hit with a neutral current on one twenty? Yeah. It can't be much worse than that. No. And and honestly to tell you the truth, I one thing I took away so when I was in college, one of my buddies had a couple of dogs and their his dad they ran shock collars and he told me he was like, Look the, one of the most inhumane things for a person to ever do is put one of them some bitches on a dog and shock the shit out of them and not put it on himself. And so I will say this, I, every shot collar I've ever put on dogs, I crank it up and I just put it on my forearm and I pop myself until I can't fucking take it. And then I know that's pretty much if I can't take it, the dog probably can't take it. And that's where we're going to draw the line. So I've never done anything crazy like put it on my nutsack or my neck, but I fucking put that some bitch on the forearm and just keep <laughs> popping myself until I'm like, ah, fuck this. But, All right. Well, speaking of nutsack, would you rather go through complete and total sex change? Or sit front row to Florida Georgia Line for the rest of your life, for every single concert that they perform. I'm kind of speechless here. I don't know which one's worse. Dude, I already know my answer. I'm gonna let you go first, Adam. <laughs> yeah, no, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me. Is this for every concert I have to go to, or what? Every single Florida Georgia, every time Florida Georgia Line performs, you will be front row, and you will be happy. That sounds expensive. Could I? Are the tickets free, and could I at least be on their payroll as like a roadie or something, since I'm traveling with them? You are paying for your tickets, and you're wiping off the one gay dude's ball sweat. So both of their ball sweats. 
And so if I get the sex change, I've got to completely cut it off and get a vagina. 100% total sex change. Like you're eating estrogen like it's M&M's. <laughs> I feel like money-wise, you're probably out the same thing. Like how long do I have to do the concerts? As long as they're a band. Until, until they disappear or you disappear. Suicide is not an option. All right. I, I, I know what I'm going with. I, go ahead, Hadley. Can I take my own earbuds? No. No. You were gonna I, think be you're there. Just, I think you're just being a stickler for the rules. You just said I had to be there. Yeah, I didn't have to listen. You had to be there. I said you had to be there. You had to be front row. You're going to be happy, and you're wiping up ball sweat. I don't know where I'm going with this. Give right, me time. Give me time. Fuck it. So I'm going to every fucking concert. And here's why. Because I enjoy some of their music. Oh! I'll be the first to fucking say it. Here's why I can say that and not so bad. Because country music, per what Nashville thinks it is, is not country music. Fucking I I can appreciate music for what it is. I think they're pop music, and they put it out about one or two good songs a record. That's it. But fucking, if you look at it as pop music, it's not so bad. Now, are they Buck Owens recording it? Fuck no. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, are they Merle Haggard? Are they any of the outlaws? Are they Red Dirt? No. Uh, they're not country at all. I think if you have a beat machine uh, play in your music, you're probably not country. Um, And unfortunately, the only one who's like really embraced it is Taylor Swift. Like you look at her evolution of, you know, that country album she came out with and then she turned into pop, like she's got figured out, but these homos are like, well, (laughs) you know, we're country. Well, no, you're really not. Uh, but like, there's three or four songs I dig, I and mean, I can do that. And plus, I know I've outgrown my penis, but I still really enjoy my penis too. So uh, I I can't I can't part with him. So um, yeah, I'm going to the concerts, fellas. Uh, Hadley. Even though if I had to get it cut off, it wouldn't matter much because you know size wise. I, I'm going to have to go with concerts, too, just because, I mean, like he said, you know, music's music. You you can find the good in anything, I guess. But I was wanting to say the concert earlier, but I just didn't want to be the first one to say it. <laughs> but I'm disappointed I have to spend money on all that and still wipe ball sweat. <laughs> hey, somebody has to do it. It's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. And what's your pick, Justin, since you came up with this horrible one? I, too, would go to the concert because you can get so inebriated that you would forget that you're there. And be happy, huh? Oh, exactly. I'd be happy. That's what I'm saying. So, man, they're not country music, but, you know, it is what it is. This, this so. wasn't as good as fucking Michael Jackson's Dead Corpse, but it's close. Well, I was hoping one of you guys would be like, oh, I'd I'd go sex change. But no, you got morals and you actually like that thing that, you know, just hanging out there doing not much, but still there. He's just chilling. 
Yeah, say hi to it in the morning and hey, little buddy. So you're still kicking. <laughs> Absolutely. I, dude, I just couldn't do it, man. Like, I could not do what Bruce did. Like, it's impossible. I, I just, I can't. You can't go from being an Olympian to getting your dick cut off. You just can't what do it. Happens, I, I, what happens when you eat Wheaties, bro? And, well, fucking, I think cereal's overrated as an adult. What do y'all think? Dude, I eat dinner for breakfast. Okay, I never said that. I said cereal is overrated as an adult. Yeah, I'll but I'll eat, like, spaghetti for breakfast. <laughs> the most juvenile food he could have picked just then. <laughs> spaghetti. Yeah. Dude, great breakfast. I, I, I do, I do eat random shit for breakfast. I do eat no, pizza. No, 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 no. You know you got a long day of work coming. You carb load a little bit. Keeps you full till break time. I'm running in a fucking marathon, buddy. You ain't ever seen us union boys work then. It's a marathon. Holy <laughs> shit. Hey, tell me when your break times are, bub. I have one break at 10 o'clock. That's it. You don't have a break uh, in the afternoon? No. What time do you go to work? 6 to 2. Oh, of course you don't have an afternoon break. Fuck. No, okay. we sac- we sacrificed those stupid breaks so we could leave a half hour earlier. Y'all are probably going to oh. judge me on the uh, cereal debate, but uh, I don't really eat cereal like ever, never have. If I eat cereal, I'm eating dry cereal. Like What? I yeah. I don't... What the fuck? You were well, like sorry. a Hitler's golden boy. Oh no, no 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 no! I Who I the drink fuck cereal dry. Apparently me, but I mean, I drink like a gallon of milk every other day, easy. Yeah, but you're supposed to you put some of that on your cereal. It's delicious. I promise. No, you. I, I don't like it. I've had it. I don't like you ever, it. You I don't eat. Had... I don't eat it fast enough hold for it to not be soggy. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You, ever, you ever had cocoa pebbles? Yeah. Yeah, you put some milk on that. Shit's delicious. Yeah, but only eat like chocolate. Oh, it's great! It's like heaven. My roommate buys cereal, and I I may fix a bowl every now and then of like Frosted Flakes, but you're eating the wrong cereals, man. You gotta go to the Cocoa Pebbles or the Cocoa Puffs. It's all about chocolate. He either eats uh, Frosted Flakes or Fruity Pebbles. Good God, Fruity indeed, Fruity indeed. Well. Oh, you I don't leave that. Go ahead. No, I was saying I don't know what to think of Hadley anymore. Like I, that's like sociopath, serial killer type shit. I now, don't eat cereal I, all the time, or hardly ever. Hold a cereal, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, but hold the fucking mill because when I'm done eating my cereal, I plan on murdering everybody in this fucking diner. When you, you eat like, that cereal, does it leave, like, you know, you eat Captain Crunch and it leaves cuts on the roof of your mouth. When you eat it dry, does it just, like, rip your teeth out? I don't know. Up, just cut them out? I don't like, like, sweet stuff. That's why I don't eat uh, sweet cereal or anything. Like, That's I maybe, what that is for. I get vanilla ice cream, like. Oh, my God. Four, four or five times a year, max. 
I'll get like vanilla. a vanilla shake from Sonic or something if I'm feeling wild. Vanilla tastes like you may as well just suck on an ice cube. I like vanilla. Are you smoking crack or meth? Which one of us? Justin. <laughs> uh, I'm going to yes. go with meth. He's white. Meth. Yeah, yeah it's pretty close. There's nothing better than bluebell vanilla ice cream. Oh my god, vanilla yeah. sucks. No. Unless you're making like a root beer float, vanilla sucks. I don't like root beer either. What? <laughs> don't make here. a root beer float either. You put like Coke or pepper in there and you call it a fucking day. A Coke float is good. Those are good, yes. I, I will agree, but root beer floats are amazing. I just don't like root beer. Dude, I'm not a root beer guy. Ah. I can drink it, but I just don't be like, hey, can I have a root beer? Really? You don't yeah. drink like Barks mm. and Mug? No. Good old Mug in the morning? I guess we have... What is it, Dad's Old Fashioned? Not... Oh, yeah, not your Dad's root beer or something, the alcohol one? No, you know what? Actually, uh, the old lady introduced me to... Uh, the creator's daughter grew up with her. They're from they're from my area. Oh, well, yeah, that stuff's the best. I love not your fathers. Both of y'all smoke fucking crack. Math. Math is definitely math. I'm way too I'm way too awake for it to be crack. The sweetest thing in my diet is like a Dr Pepper or a Coke. And I try to drink one a day. Uh, I would be hard-pressed to not walk out the door in the morning without a handful of gummy bears. Oh, yeah. Gummy bears are good. <laughs> but, but I just don't buy, like, a lot of candy. Like, the probably the most I eat candies during duck season. I'll throw something in my blind bag. And it's usually, like you said, gummy bears or something pretty generic. I try to stick so this season, speaking of candy and good shit, so I went, uh, Reese's makes, uh, like, Reese's-covered pretzels. They're pretzels yeah, with... Yeah, uh, they just came to us. Shit. They're awesome. Yes, so I got on that kick, and those were always in my blind bag. And those, oh, yeah. those are some dangerous motherfuckers. They are delicious. I don't like but, uh, Reese's. You mother... I mean, I'm allergic to peanut butter. That's why. All right. Allergic all to right. Peanuts. All right. You're only half a communist. Yeah. And oh shellfish too. I can't have shrimp either. So. Oh my god, we're having lobster in like two days. I will die in like 15 minutes if I have shrimp. Oh, that sucks. <sighs> I eat shrimp by a pound. We grill it all summer. Mm. All right, all right. Damn country. Oh, fuck. I'm also allergic to penicillin. If that helps. Good God, you suck. <laughs> Not meth though, or morphine. Right, I don't even I'm... know where to begin with this. This is just horseshit. I've got a guy from Illinois who's a Yankee who likes fucking root beer. Uh, it's okay though. No, no, it's okay, though, because you actually put milk in your fucking cereal. 
I've got a guy from Arkansas who's like, oh, I love Dr. Pepper, too, and fuck root beer. But you know what? I actually, on my spare time, I like to fucking murder people because I don't put milk in my fucking cereal. Uh, and <laughs> I don't then, like this you know stereotype. What? I'm not really a sweet guy. And then you go back to you, Justin. Oh, fucking vanilla ice cream sucks dick. Get the fuck it out of does. here. Man, you should have lost the fucking war. Jesus. <laughs> fuck. Uh, I feel like if you combine the best of you, we might get like a Midwestern, like South Dakota person. And if you combine your worst characteristics, you're like up in New York. Oh, like, don't insult me like that. Fuck, or maybe Ohio. Fucking shit on those dudes. <laughs> but I digress. We pick a state every episode to rip on, don't we? <laughs> Dude, I tell you what, Oklahoma's got it pretty fucking good this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Let's see all, right, all right, all right. Here, here's where we draw a line in the sand. Like, you don't like this, you may as well just shut shut this off right now. That's pretzels. What? Wh- which ones? Original. Original, by far my favorite. I buy a bag at least every other week. The big, big what bags. Oh, yeah. Dots? Dots pretzels. I've never heard of this. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I had to ship that, you some. That is the number one thing in my blind bag. Oh, yes. If I'm taking a snack, it's Dos Pretzels. 100% like, original. It's like 12 bucks for a bag of pretzels. For a two-pound bag of pretzels, it's 12 bucks in Illinois. And I don't like pretzels, but I fucking love those. Okay. Well, the verdict's out for me, but normally we dude. just buy uh, dude, dude, You dude, can get Scotty. them... You can get them in Academy in Texas because I've got them in Academy in Texas. They have onion powder and garlic powder on them. Yeah, they're they're seasoned. seasoned, They're a seasoned pretzel. And they're dot, D-O-T-T-S or D-O-T-S? D-O-T-S. Yeah. And I will say this, personal experience. The Southwest is good, too. I left them open. You know how they've got that little zipper part at the top? I left them open for like a month and a half, and I forgot about them in my back seat. And then I seen them, I was like, oh, I'm going to eat them. And they're open. I was like, oh, these are going to be stale. I'm going to eat them anyway. They weren't stale at all. I don't think you can get pretzel stale at this point. Uh, mine have never lasted more than three days. The two-pound bag, that is. I know. I go through them, too. It's bad. but Oh, it's not bad. It's worth it. And it's The heartburn yeah. I get afterwards, I don't care. It is kind of hard for me to find them. Like in my hometown, you have to go to a feed store to get them. Same here. But I got a feed store half a mile down the road. That's where I get them. I've seen them in Max Prairie Wings and an Academy in Texarkana. Yeah, I get them at uh, the feed store down the road for me. A uh, couple of the gas stations have the little, the little like half pound bags, but they're six bucks for that. Yeah. yeah, which what I just buy the like super bag. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't really like the Southwest. I like them, but I prefer the original. I prefer the original as well. All right, you want to do this uh, Rushmore? Yeah, sounds good to me. I'll let y'all start first because it feels like I always start the Rushmores. That's a fucking horrible introduction for this. What are All we right. doing Rushmore over? We're doing comedians. We already discussed this. Yeah, we said it in the intro. 
but the people have not. No, we oh. said in the intro. Yeah. Oh, we did? Yeah. Oh. Well, We've had a few ranch water the- since then. No, he's all fired up about us, uh, you and your cereal and me and vanilla. He's he's lost it. Are, are we doing stand-up comedians or are we doing movie comedians? Uh, just comedians. In general? I, no. I figured stand-up, right? We can do it in general because that's a, a lot broader and I can pull from them if y'all take some. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll get this show started with arguably one of the best comedians ever. And uh, Scotty Goggles, I'm sure I'm ripping him right off of your list, and that's why I want to go first. Mr. Ron White. No, not at all on my list, but he is a funny guy. <laughs> it's my okay, favorite. Okay, I can check that one off my list. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love Mr. Ron White. No, he's pretty funny. I guess uh, mine would be uh, Dave Chappelle. Oh, damn it. That's off my list now. That's, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> All really good. So I'm going to start out with uh, the old school, I guess. Uh, John Candy. Oh, I love John Candy. John Candy. So I'm going to have a couple of movie uh, comedian type guys, and then I'm going to have a couple of stand-up guys on here as well. Grand so, Outdoors, Spaceballs. Uh, Canadian Bacon. Everything he's in is funny. Yeah. His, his little he, spot vacation cracks me up every time. His little five minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. All right. All right. So what you got number two? Rodney Carrington. You took that off the Texas boys list. Uh-huh. No. No? Did, did, did not yeah. even make the top five. Oh my God! I got to see him live a few years back, and uh, I'm surprised I didn't piss my pants. I laughed so hard the whole time. Dude, it, his shit was always funny. I haven't watched any of his new stuff, but uh, what like uh, 2004 to 2010 is when I was watching his stuff, and that like was Wood was big and whatnot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's I I got to see him when he was doing his comeback tour, uh, filming yep. that after his divorce, and it was it was great. It was so funny, because he was a wreck. Oh, I bet. It my was, uh, it was good. My second's probably going to be George Carlin. Oh, that's good. Reaching <sighs> back in the eighties, probably mm-hmm. know who he is. I actually hate him. <laughs> I mean, we've disagreed like the last 15 minutes, so... I know. I'm just going to keep that train rolling. I can't stand him. Oh, man. Now, all my comedians after this is pretty much going to be new. Or newer. Like, they're in their prime right now. Alright, so I'm going to go with... uh, I got to put Chris Farley up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, He is amazing. And... I don't know how I've made it 34, 35 years, but I didn't watch Tommy Boy until like eight months ago, and that's probably one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it so, is. It's so fucking stupid. It's awesome. That's it's st- it stays funny, too. Like, yep. I've probably watched that movie, I want to say, plus 50 times. 
and it's still funny every time. Yes, it is. Uh, Beverly's Beverly Hills Ninja is on Netflix right now. Oh, that! Oh my God, I love that movie. Oh shit! The, the White Ninja. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Um, about Eddie Murphy. Oh fuck yes, yes, he would be on my list. <laughs> he is. He is uh, good. Oh. Uh, Delirious, the whole delirious uh, uh, special gets me every time. That raw was good. Oh uh, my god, white people dancing in raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's so funny to hear him talk in raw about the homos, the bitches, the pimps, like all this stuff. It Oh, uh, it, it, to me, it's amazing. Uh, he, and it's amazing what you get away with oh back in God. the day. He opened up Raw with Mr. T's a faggot. I was like, his didn't even say hi, just how he announced himself. <laughs> uh, uh, it's pretty Mark. fucking good. Oh, I love him. Uh, my third's probably Adam Sandler. Dude, you can't complain. Like, he's good. No. He's... I I think his movies are, honestly, I love his movies. I like his stand-up, too. His no. stand-up is great. His stand-up's good. His movies are good. Uh, his his new ones are a little iffy. His classics I, are great. Say what? His classics. Yeah, no, no a, a lot of the old stuff's classic. But what I, I like most about him is how since he's moved to Netflix, I feel like he's kept that same group of people from the Billy Madison, the 51st States, like that whole group together. And I think that's pretty Yeah, cool. Yeah, he always likes to use the same, his same cast of people, which I enjoy. You always look at your, you spend the whole movie looking for them or if they don't have a major role in that one. It's always fun. Uh, no, absolutely. So my next one is going to be Tom Segura. Uh, he's a Damn it. He's a right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. New stand-up comedian. He's fucking hysterical. Yes. Yes, he is. Oh, you suck. That was very yeah. new number. It is what it is. All right, all right, all right. Ball. I've always been a fan of Building Ball. Oh, yeah. Very good. He's always consistent. He's not the funniest guy out there, but he's always consistent for a good, funny story. You've got, uh, I feel like you have the whole redneck comedy tour and one black dude. So, yeah. So we're a weird trend right there. <laughs> uh, I'm actually torn on my last one. Um, it's, I mean, uh, Scott talked about his co-host on their podcast, but uh, it's between Burt Kreischer and Robin Williams. I would go Burt over Robin any day, personally. Fuck, you are smoking crack. <laughs> I, I love Burt, but Robin Williams is fucking priceless, man. 
So, but Robin Williams have a story about being high on like LSD and it's a small world. I don't know. Maybe he does, but I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to go with Robin. This is perfect because I did have uh, Burt Kreischer on my list, but I'm going to keep him off my mountain and put motherfucking Bill Burr up there. I forgot about Bill Burr. Yeah. And the one thing I love about his specials on Netflix right now is if you start from the beginning, you can see his hair loss regression in every <laughs> fucking episode, and it's great. To now where he's just a chrome dome. Yeah. Uh, but he is funny as shit. Have you watched his uh, animated show, F is for Family? Yes, definitely. I love it. It's good. Him? Yeah, it, he plays the dad. Oh, no shit. Oh, it's, oh, yeah. it's hilarious! It's so good. He, it's it's so funny. It's so there's, relatable. There's like three or four seasons. It's set in like the seventies, I think. It's one of the kids named Bill, and I think it's acting like that was his uh, childhood growing up, or based on it, or whatever. Kind of like oh, a okay. timid, timid redhead. Yeah. Oh, and oh, then know. he was also in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Two seasons. Really? Yeah. He plays the character in Star Wars now. You know who we all forgot, which is really actually upsetting. I'm mad at myself for forgetting because I would have replaced the I would replaced Bill Ingball with this guy, Ralphie May. Oh yeah. Oh, there's. Yes, he is fucking hysterical. There's too many comedians. We could do a whole nother Rushmore. Could do a whole three hours of comedians that we love. Oh shit! Like him, uh, Fluffy, uh, that little Mexican dude who was three hundred, four hundred pounds. He was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just countless of them. Oh yeah, it's so many. There's so many good comedians. It's one thing yeah. that we bug in. A lot of actors that suck, but there's a lot of great comedians. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. All right. What are we rolling into now? Well, we need to finish up with the uh, projects or goals, whatever one y'all want to do for the uh, upcoming waterfowl season, since, you know, all of ours is done now, since I'm not going snow goose hunting. So I, I need guess we can roll in from there. It's probably a smart decision. I have a boat up in northern Wisconsin with flat tires that I got to bring home, fill up with water, find the leak, fix that leak, repaint the boat. I got to build a blind for it. That, that's my goal. Yeah. Got a motor for it. I got a 1988 Mercury 15 for it that for the last 10 years, or however long I've had that motor, has, if it doesn't start on the first pole, starts on the second pole every time. Oh, very nice, very nice. The only, um, only problem is uh, between spots, like I used to fish out of it before I bought my first bass boat, uh, yeah. you have water over your ankles between spots. Got a little bit of a leak somewhere. 
I think that's a little bit more than a little late, buddy. Uh, uh, you keep a sponge in the boat. You sponge it out. It's not too bad. <laughs> you know they make a village pump nowadays, right? Yeah, but in northern Wisconsin, there's pine trees. And it fills the boat full of pine needles, so I burn bilge pumps up faster than I can replace them. All right, fair enough. <laughs> what about you, Hadley? Well, for what for goes? projects, I've got two right now that I can think of. I'm wanting to uh, fully flock some of my own decoys, like some old ones that are faded or whatnot. Just fully flock them, repaint them. Just give me something to do. And then I need to completely reorganize my shop where I keep all my stuff because it is a cluster right now. And then uh, goal-wise, I want to learn how to uh, spec call. Uh, I want to hunt a lot more remote spots on public land, go farther than anybody else will walking-wise. Uh, I want to use my uh, 410 and 28 gauge a lot more this season. And uh, I just want to travel more, see more of the state. Uh, now, Hadley, I got uh, just to interject on your going farther than other people on public land. Can you take an electric bike out there? Uh, not off the ATV trails, UTV trails. What? Uh, yeah, you can't take anything off. It's it's federal land. Oh, okay. Okay. They're they're really strict on those rules. Let's say because that could have been a good advantage. Well, I'm not that worried about it because when I'm saying remote, most people won't walk half a mile in. And I've got spots that's a mile one way. I'm not that worried about it. Someone beat me to it. It's just actually going. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, well as far as things to do this year, um, first off, clean up all my shit because I've got it scattered everywhere. We don't have a lot of space up here at the house, so I like to get all that stuff cleaned up, organized, and put away. But for next year or this off season, I'll learn how to spec call, learn how to goose call. Um, I want to figure out a way to just build a game, a, a gear carrier. Uh, because right now I'm walking in with like pants and rubber boots. I throw my waders in a blind bag. I throw a dozen decoys and my shotgun, all that stuff, um, extra set of clothes. And so I'm carrying like 80 pounds of gear in a blind bag or in a decoy bag. So I'd like to figure out how to minimize all that shit and figure out an easier way to walk in. Um, are, are you then, treading more water or uh, land? Uh, land. Mm, get a wagon. Or a sled. No, they, sleds it, suck ass on dry land. I will tell you this right now. If it's on dry land, it blows, especially when you're walking a mile on they, dry and, land. And, and that's the problem. Most of where I'm walking, it's not just like flat ground. It's like I'm walking through the forest with like a bunch of trees that have fallen over. And I'm going over trees, under trees. And so I've thought about that, and I don't think that's going to work. Um, the best thing I have right now is 
like uh, Cupped Waterfowl. Have y'all ever heard of them? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I have. So they make a backpack. I'm thinking about buying that backpack, putting all my shit in there, and then Texas rigging two dozen decoys, cinching them up on the back of it because they got uh, oh, uh, that military webbing, whatever that is, Molly webbing, and hooking my D-rings into that. I'm thinking about giving that a go, but I don't. I don't fucking know. I don't think it's going to get any easier because if it gets easier, I'm going to be like, well, maybe I can add just, you know, six more decoys or a spinning wing decoy, and then I'm just going to load myself up again. But I got to figure something out because the way I'm doing it now, um, it sucks. Like walking a mile and a half one way is, is killing me. So oh, maybe I, I just need to get a boat. Um, I've got another goal for me and Scott. Getting a, be- a better physical shape so we can do those miles a lot easier and not be hot and tired when we get there. And then be freezing cold when we cool down. Yeah, no, that's a fact. I just want to get in better shape so I can uh, not be – so I can not outgrow my penis. So <laughs> it's, it's just a hell of a thing. Look on the bright side. You might not ever have to watch Florida Georgia Line again. No, no, I'd rather go to all their concerts. And then, <laughs> um, but lastly, for me, um, especially this year with as shitty as this season has been and as big of a grind as it's been, um, I think instead of spending that money here, I want to travel. Like, I think. Instead of doing 30 days of hunting in Texas, I'd much rather do 15 days in other states. And I think that would be just as gratifying as it would be to grind it out for, I think I ended up with 40 to 50 ducks this year. So I think that's my one of my biggest goals is travel more. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think next duck season can't be worse than this one, but I've said that before. And I tell you what, I it this season it's difficult because you had Canada closed, you had no weather, you potentially had more people outside. Uh, hunting in general, maybe not waterfowl hunting. So there's so many variables in it, but if they don't open that fucking border, I don't think we get a push of birds. They're not opening the border again this year. I'm calling no, it right now. I don't think they are either. And, uh, and I, I guarantee, Justin, you still got plenty of birds, at least in Illinois. Maybe not exactly where you're at, but I mean, I know South Dakota's still holding a fuck ton of birds. Uh, um, south of the state still has ducks and geese, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, the freeze line didn't come down until this last cold front. Um, you know, I heard, what is it, maybe Big Honker, something like that. But uh, talking about they haven't even froze up completely in Montana. You know, and if we get another winter like this next year, Fuck, we ain't going to see the birds down here. No. 
So it it just it it sucks. Um, and because of that, it's almost like I'd rather give up the time hunting to travel to have more of an experience. You know, I'd rather opportunity. Yeah, like I mean, fuck, I'd rather come up and spend fucking four or five days with y'all. You know, yeah. go to Illinois, go to Arkansas, and fuck, maybe we kill four birds, but spend the same amount of time hunting down here, I'm probably going to kill the same amount. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why not go up and then, hell, worst case, hunting sucks. We go get a hotel in Chicago, go to Joe's, fucking go see, hopefully, Turnpike Troubadours, burn it down, call some motherfuckers cunt, get on a fucking train, let's go fucking cross the country, let's go fucking party for four fucking days, then I'll hop on a plane and come back home. So they, you know who Trampled by Turtles is, right? If you know yes. Turnpike Troopers, you should know them. They recently mm-hmm. played by us over the fall at a drive-in movie theater where you could watch a screen of them. 300 bucks a ticket. Oh, no. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck that. 300 yeah, as, bucks? As, as far as I know, it was a screen of them. It wasn't even them. Oh, no. But, well, hopefully this shit will be over, because what I heard today is that uh, we're all going to be able to get the vaccine by April, so that's cool. Um, Not getting it. No. Dude. Yeah. It is what it is. But I don't get the flu shot and I get in the corona shot. Yeah. Uh I would have to be at risk of losing my job before I got it. I think Justin's right on this. I can't uh I can't I can't get what I get at my job doing anything else. So I I'd I'd suck it up and be sick for a month. But, but no, I think those are my biggest what I want to do and spec and goose calling, learn how to do that, and then travel. What spec call are you looking into buying? Because I need a, uh, a good one that's not a $20 one that I have, currently have. So I've got, I got the uh, Duck Lander makes one, uh, their Lethal series. I, yeah, I think it's like 60 bucks. Yeah, I like it. I can make the yodel, I can do the cluck, all that stuff, but it's it's more of being able to string all the notes together, like, to make it work. Like, I can do a cluck on a goose call, but it's kind of like, I'm sure Justin knows all about this, it's like, pretty much the cluck is the foundation of everything you do, but it doesn't mean I can blow a fucking goose call or to save my life. No, or, Fuck's how I learned. I wasn't blowing a goose call for a couple of years, but yeah, but, I can call uh, I can call birds in, but I I don't sound great. I'm thinking uh, about buying the Tim Ground Super Spec, but I really don't want to spend two hundred dollars. Hey, fuck that! Go buy you. So the first spec call I ever got uh, was a Sean Man. Oh, whatever it is, it's like black on top. Black barrel, white insert, like 50 bucks. Like, go 
get that. That's pretty easy blowing. Uh, the Ducklander is pretty easy blowing too. That's like 50, 60 bucks, but I spent $200 on a spec call. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I've got the Haydale, like $20 one. Yeah. I, I would say step your game up a little bit, but spending anything over 100 bucks on a spec call to start out on is a little crazy. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I need to get uh, some dive bomb specs, too. I mean, I don't have a lot of specs. The part of Arkansas I do hunt, but when I do get to travel, I've got a really good opportunity to get on them. So, yeah. we'll see what shakes out, but I think that's a good place to end this episode, and we'll start hey. playing for the next one. And don't snap that <laughs> dip can. Ah, damn it, you did. I had to close the lid. I'm sorry. Look. So I just want to let, so I have been informed that the listening audience can hear every time I click my pen, I slide my beer, I close a snuff can, and I just want to let everybody know that I've gone out of my way. I'm writing with a fucking Sharpie today just so I don't click a fucking pen. I've put koozies on my beers, and I've put like padding down on my counter so you don't get all the feedback of all the fun I'm having at my fucking place. So on his yeah, show, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, speaking of my show, um, if y'all have made it this far, um, I do want to give a shout out to a guy by the name of Kevin Harris. This motherfucker is branding our podcast on social media and he's given me all the fucking credit so kevin keep up the lord's fucking work fuck my other two co-hosts apparently that i have here because they don't provide anything uh and and that's all in jest but kevin i appreciate you listening to us um uh, fucking get at me on instagram or facebook or something like that and uh maybe i'll send you some ranch water fine and then, uh, watch up. There's another dude on that comment thread. Andy, I'm sorry about the horrible quality. I have a mic now. Uh, hope to God it works good. Yeah, now we just need to bully the host and the owner of this show into getting a mic. Upgrade his interweb. He's sitting there spinning a, a hamster ball to get his power on, so he's got interweb. Dude, I've got the rats running in the walls to... <laughs> to keep up my bandwidth. <laughs> and and then lastly, I know it sounds like we're giving shout outs, but I think we didn't talk about it last episode, but two episodes ago, um, we did a giveaway and we do have a winner. It's a guy oh, fucking it's awesome. It's a guy out of Texas. Guy out of Houston by the name of Ryan Scott. He actually was the first to comment on the uh, uh, leave a comment on iTunes. And so if you will bear with me, uh, I've had to winterize my fucking house this week with everything going on. I am going to get you your Boone's Farm to you. So I promise it's coming. Just give me a little bit of time. So um, that's your house. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I've had to stop fucking drinking them, man. Well, fucking, what is it, like 60, 
five grams of sugar, a hundred and something percent. I, I can't do that. Walter Brimley needs to keep his fucking job. So I'm I'm having to cut back. So I figure I can just send out what's in my fucking fridge and life will be good. Right? <laughs> yeah, that much sugar, it cannot be good for you. <laughs> but it's good for my belly, not good for my penis. <laughs> <laughs> if the episode title is not I've outgrown my dick uh, I don't know what else would be uh, I already knew that was going to be the title the first time you said it <laughs> I've outgrown my dick because I couldn't do the Sorry. Scotty Goggle show part two no no oh, I'm not God. reusing the title Fantastic. no Man. this is awesome so well, I guess if we're going to end it, life is good. So um, if you've made it this far again, I know I feel like I'm beating a fucking dead horse. But go leave a review. Leave a five-star review, whether you like it or hate it. If I can just do it, um, we'd really appreciate it. Um, tell your friends about us. Uh uh social media out there uh, i think we're talking about getting a facebook page uh getting an instagram so be on the lookout for that uh, message us on facebook instagram um anything else y'all want to say to the uh the listening public i think i'm good yeah uh follow me at official under or at official underscore dead or live outdoors and that's about it I'm I'm thankful for what little time I have. <laughs> He's happy to answer any questions when Scott's too busy. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, it has been a hell of a time tonight, and I'm glad I got to spend it with y'all. So y'all be good, and everybody listening out there, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time, guys. Y'all be good. Uh, yeah. Thank you all for listening.